are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. Today's episode is brought to you by Locked On NHL. Head on over to your favorite podcasting platform after you listen to this episode of Locked On Flames to get caught up in all the off-season happenings with your local experts on Locked On NHL. Today's episode of Locked On Flames is a good one. We've got some guests from the Barn Burner podcast. I'm joined with uh, JJ and Audie, and it was a blast, and you absolutely will not want to miss this. Enough of the small talk, and let's jump into this. We have some Calgary fans on. It's been a long time since I've had really, I don't think I actually, I don't think I've ever had Calgary fans on before. It's always been like Boston fans that are just like, I don't know anything about Calgary. But anyways, boys, these these two don't need any introductions. They're always on Twitter. They have their own podcast. So, Audie and James, how are you guys tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing great. Uh, like we were talking about off the air, it's a little smoky here in Calgary <laughs> just due to the, the nature of what's going on uh, in BC and here in Alberta. But I'm doing well. I don't know about James. He's uh, did, did you have your date yet? Can I, can I talk about it? No? This week. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping we'd, we'd be able to have a follow-up, but that's okay. Live reaction on air? No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Where are you guys going that. for your date? Ooh, I don't know if I... I mean, she's definitely not listening, so I'm not going to spoil <laughs> anything. So <laughs> I'll, I'll share it here. We'll get a live reaction. So we're going mini-golfing, and then we're going out for dinner, so... Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. Fun, nice. Right? Mini golf's the move, I think, for a first date. Definitely. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It'll be good. Sounds like some good moves are being made in leading up to that t- transaction or I don't know, <laughs> to, to puck drops or to tee off, whatever. Um, so, unfortunately, this is not a dating podcast. No. Or fortunately, I don't know. I'm not really good with relationship <laughs> Um, so obviously we're here to talk about the flames. Um, I, I don't even know where to start because I feel like my expectations were a little too high heading into last season. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I had them predicted to be second in the division and obviously Same. that didn't happen. So <laughs> my yep. expectations were, were much higher than they should have been, I guess. How about you, Audie? Yeah, I, I was right there with you guys. I had them second in the division, um, obviously behind uh, um, the Leafs. Um, unless you guys had other picks for first, but I went I went Toronto-Calgary. I don't know about yep. you guys. Yep. I think, th- I think that was pretty well the move that most people, most Flames fans, like the, I guess we'll, we'll say the non-delusional Flames fans had Toronto-Calgary. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know what? Like, especially the way the season ended the year before mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of the taste that was left in our mouths and, you know, they they made moves that I thought at least kind of complemented and filled out the bottom six a little bit better than it had in the past. And those moves obviously proved to be pretty, uh, not detrimental, but not as good as we all hoped that they would be. Uh, so, 
yeah, it was it was a disappointing season. I was I was expecting more, and um, yeah, I was uh, not not too thrilled. <laughs> I'm sure many people are in the same boat as the three of us. Absolutely, and I think when they went out and signed um, Markstrom, I was like, "This is it. This is mm-hmm. what they've needed." Mm-hmm. And then when oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. But when I was doing my like predictions i was writing an article about it i left out the senators because i was you know like what? that's fair though that's fair <laughs> then I was like, somebody was like yeah ottawa and i was like what do you mean ottawa it's like oh my god wait a second what is this team? <laughs> i was so <laughs> embarrassed but thankfully like i caught it but i really think that the issue with the flames was the bottom six and you know, you can have as many grinders as you want, but you still need them to eat up minutes and, you know, maybe produce a few goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Like I, like I said, the bottom six, I thought filled out pretty well. Uh, that was before the season started. Look, the Nordstrom signing to me, when that happened, I was like, I was so excited. Get, if we can get Stanley cup final run, Boston Bruins, Joachim Nordstrom, like that guy was a, beast on the penalty kill that guy was a beast in the fourth line like he was he was doing everything that you wished a bottom six uh bottom six player would do right yep um but it seems that that was just a a flash in the pan and we got a version of Nordstrom that uh you know we kind of wish we never had yeah when that signing happened I was excited because I was like oh my god like you know, obviously as a Bruins fan, I was like, oh, finally, like a player I'm familiar with that is, you know, isn't Lucic because like, <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. But I was so excited, especially him coming off of that um, postseason run. And then he just stunk, to put it lightly. <laughs> and it was disappointing. And I feel like the biggest issue was them like not having an identity and consistency it was the lines were never like there wasn't stability there by any means yeah so uh jess i guess you're the reason that uh the sends beat the flames so many times this season <laughs> hey, since you uh you left them out there yeah i'll never so do now, that again i finally know who to blame for that <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah they had our number this year but yeah i mean i don't know we talked about we talked about those signings and and, uh, you know, even your point about the way the lines were jumbled up and, and the fact that, they, you know, you put it perfectly. They had no identity. They were just, you know, they were they were like Ottawa. They were just mm-hmm. another team, you know, like it just seemed like mm-hmm. the Flames were just another team. Um, and I find it funny. A lot of people, a lot of people, well, analysts and and media members, I'm not going to name names in the Calgary area who uh, considered Ottawa as the free space on the bingo card james you know what i'm talking about jesse you might know as well i don't think i do um is it a certain media member that runs with a certain narrative about yeah okay yes okay about about 13 yeah okay yes yes yeah we don't say we don't say his name on this podcast because he doesn't deserve the respect no definitely not that's a he (laughs) who must not be named if you guys are any harry potter fans as well but (laughs) yeah he uh he he was um, putting out the free space on the bingo card narrative with Ottawa, but it seemed as though 
like I think a lot of people considered Calgary that free space come a certain point in the year, right? So it's it's kind of funny yeah. to see how the identity was like lacking, but almost not lacking. Like it yeah. it was it was just silently there that they were just a team that you know you're probably gonna beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was... And I I think one of the biggest things though was the mismanagement that we saw with Jeff Ward. Like going mm. back and like watching some of the highlights from those games, especially the games against Ottawa where they were losing by oh, but like going back and watching the highlights from the games where you know Ottawa was winning six, seven goals, and you know, Markstrom had no help. The mm. offense just looked lost. And I'm sorry, but no team, especially the Ottawa Senators, should be putting up that many goals regularly and I also look back at the game where Vancouver had like 40 shots I think it wasn't like <laughs> the first period and yeah. I just what happened and obviously there's only so much you can do with blaming or holding management accountable Hey y'all, it's Jess jumping in here to remind you all about BetOnline AG. BetOnline AG is offering you a great deal when you head on over to their website, signing up for your free account, and of course making your first deposit. And none of that is done without some sort of incentive, and that incentive is a 50% welcome bonus, so of course you're going to want to do that. Head on over to BetOnline AG today, start those NFL bets, put on some baseball cleats and start betting on some division winners and of course the world series winners bet online ag has it all for you so head on over to bet online ag today sign up for your free account and use promo code locked on for that 50 percent welcome bonus and while you're perusing the internet of course you're going to want to head on over to stat hero and of course check out their lineups for fantasy sports. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Yes, a whopping 85%. But like, is it that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other starting lineups, not to mention the experts. Just like I'm an expert of the Calgary Flames, you're playing against somebody who's an expert on daily fantasy sports. And they have more tools and more time than you. I'm sorry, but, you know, the draft that you did in your buddy's basement is not the same that these experts are doing. Stat Hero has me prepared, though, for the football draft that I'm doing in my buddy's basement. So, of course, head on over to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now, get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That is unheard of. So head on over to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. I don't want to say blaming because that's not, you know, everybody owns a piece of it. But what, what went wrong? Because you look at this team on paper, at least the top six. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what, um, you know, what went wrong? What could have possibly changed this? Yeah, that's a great question because we're talking about free agent signings and 
you talked about Joachim Nordstrom, but we also had Dominic Simone who played with Sidney Crosby, right? I was like, yep. holy crap, this guy's coming in Calgary. This might work. And then Josh Levo, right? These are all options that they tried in the top six and it didn't work. And that's, and then you had Brett Ritchie up there too, which shouldn't have happened, but I don't even, I don't oh, even talk about that. Yeah. But, oh. So you have, you have your lack of top six options and that's on Brad tree living. Cause he's been here. I don't know how many years since 2014. I think it's I think. seven. Yeah. yeah. He got here the year I moved to Calgary was yeah. the year that Brad came. And that oh, was, man. that was the year that, uh, that he brought in Dougie Hamilton and Fro leak Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of yeah I, I just I remember that being the narrative when I got here everybody yeah. was all pumped about Dougie yeah good old Dougie oh Dougie yeah. so I mean speaking of 2014 we had Gary Hoodler on the right wing we had Michael Froelich right you you beat the Canucks in the postseason everything's looking good and then flash forward to this year and we don't have any right wings at all basically <laughs> yeah like I'm look I'm like thinking of the roster and there's no there's no one really yeah uh you gotta you gotta have guys that can score that's like the the goal score has got to come from your top six this is no secret this isn't breaking news about how to deploy a hockey team and how to to fill out a proper roster um but the thing is like and like you said you gotta like everybody's got to take a piece of the blame I remember I recall I don't know JJ if you remember this I called into overtime with Steinberg it was probably a quarter of the way through the year and I remember I talked to him on Twitter about it after I I called in and I I referred to it as a slice of you know it was the pie that you bring your grandma brings to the family reunion that nobody wants to have a piece of but you have to have a piece because your grandma brought the pie to the family reunion Right. So everybody has a slice of the pie. You know, you got your, you know, you got your four, you, you got your top six, you got your bottom six, you got uh, Jeff Ward at the time, who's, who's considered a slice of the pie. You got Brad for living, right? Everybody's a part of this crappy pie um, that takes a bit of blame. Right. So uh, it's, it's unfair. And, and you know what, I was a big time, uh, I guess I was very vocal. We'll say on Twitter about Jeff Ward, until I kind of thought about it and I'm like, this really isn't fair to this guy that we're completely no. throwing him under the bus when he's given the team and he has to deploy it. Did he do a great job of deploying it? No. no. But at the same time, what else is he these, supposed to yeah, do? Exactly. He's not the one calling the shots and making trades and, and signing, you know, uh, useful and serviceable uh, UFAs, right? It's, it's, not, it's not him that does that. Now, I think we're seeing a little bit now of Daryl Sutter having a bit mm-hmm. of an influence on that, which I kind of like uh, because it might make it a little bit easier for him to deploy. Um, plus, it's at, I, I think the additions, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it this year, but I think these additions have been great. Um, but yeah, it's everybody's kind of ha- kind of has a little bit of blame in this uh, in this everlasting uh, pie that your grandma brings to the family reunion. So that's kind of the way I looked at that season was the was yeah. grandma's pie um because it's just so hard to pinpoint one particular area that went wrong because so much went wrong so it's it's unfair and it's difficult to figure out who to directly point the finger at and <laughs> i think and this isn't a knock to jeff ward i just i think that you know coming off of the season that he had as the interim head coach you know 
he was more than likely going to get the job regardless. And he did. But for it to come out that Tree Living didn't interview anyone else when Gallant was out there and who succeeded under Gallant at Worlds this year? <clears throat> Andrew <Our> Mondi. <laughs> you mean the per- the player that we're like, grooming isn't the right word, but we're molding into yeah. a top six player? Wow. What a missed opportunity. And. I think that this is a whole nother, really an episode here that we could dive into, but tree living needs to be on a short leash, I think, that come this season. Because last season's performance, based on those additions, were pathetic. And I think that, you know, even Marky at the end of the season, he was just kind of like, if you're not pissed, like, get out of this locker room. Like, what are you doing? And... Like, there was no motivation. There was no voice of reason. I don't want to say no leadership because I don't think that that's true. But there was no sort of fire underneath them to get them going at any point. Like, they'd win two or three and then they'd lose six. Yeah. Yeah. And that blame falls on a lot of people, like we said. But, yeah, like... We signed Jacob Markstrom, right? And you're thinking, this is our elite starting number one goaltender. We didn't really lose anything because Chris Tanner for TJ Brody, that's probably negligible, right? So my thinking going into last season was, okay, you add Josh Levo, Dominic Simone, Joachim Nordstrom, Jacob Markstrom, right? You've got depth. You've got goaltending. This team should be a playoff team. Right. And you said it best like they've they they didn't care it just just didn't care it just felt like such an out of shape beer league team that (laughs) some nights you would go out there and you'd be like there is some serious athleticism but Mm -hmm. like i'm not saying i could get out there and you know body someone like i'm brett ritchie but i could probably (laughs) do a pretty good impression um i just nothing makes sense and then like you mentioned earlier Sutter coming in and kind of making his system uh or finally making it his system after or during free agency I guess technically and he's he's letting it be known that like he runs the show and I'm sure it's not him you know coming over and being like (laughs) you think you make the decisions no I do I'm sure it's like a joint decision, but, you know, if this team's going to succeed, they kind of have to figure something out with Tree Living and Sutter because they're the ones at the the realm right now. And I don't know if it's going to go very well, if this no. is a sinking ship or if we're going to be able to make it to land. Well, yeah, you got to think that this is, you know, the competition level has got to be at an all time high right now, or at least it should be. Uh, Daryl Sutter, I'll tell you one thing, and this again is not breaking news. A lot of people know this. Daryl Sutter didn't come here to lose. All right. He did not. And this is not a coach that came here to embrace a rebuild and tank a little bit and try to get some, you know, some better draft picks and eventually uh, take on cap space like you're the Arizona Coyotes and, hmm. and embrace yeah. the full rebuild, right? This is a guy who wants to come in and he wants to win now. 
And Brad Treliving, uh, I'll tell you one thing right now. Um, I mean this with the pun fully intended. He is on thin ice and he has been on thin ice, I think, for far too long. Um, This is going to be a true make or break year for, I think, a lot of people within the organization. So I think we're going to see, you know, we've seen some good signings so far. We, We still don't know what's happening with Eichel. I'm sure we can get, I'm sure a lot of Flames people are talking about that and we don't want to hear that name. It's Jess here again, just interrupting you and I have the perfect solution as to what you need to get through the end of this episode. And that would be the delicious tasting protein bar that is known as Built Bar. Built Bar comes in a variety of flavors that taste like candy bars. They are high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar, and low in carbs, and they are a delicious addition to your day. So head on over to built.com today and get 15% off of your next order with built bar at built.com with promo code locked15. Head on over to built.com today to get 15% off of your next order with promo code locked15. <laughs> the headphones off and stop talking about Eichel to Calgary because it's probably not going to happen. But, um, you know, now's the time for a guy like Bradshaw Living to go in and push all of his chips in and make this a playoff team. You know, show management or ownership, I get, which, by the way, what, what the hell is ownership doing anyways and where are they? Building uh, a new stadium and wanting other people to pay for it. I yeah, think. okay. That sounds about right. That sounds like yeah. it sounds like an ownership group. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, like now's the time. And 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 I think I thought last year was the time to push all your chips in. And I honestly I thought that come, you know, given the results that happened last season, I thought Trey would have been fired by now. And that's full due res- like all due yeah. respect to the guy. Um, yeah. but I thought he would have lost his job by now. The I thought it was coming when Ward went. Yeah, the mm-hmm. fact that it, like after. how many that's another thing too is how many head coaches does a GM usually get? Not <laughs> not as many. This as is Brad like has. musical head coaches. I swear it's yeah. just like I don't know. And I don't know how the players who have been here for like or who have pretty much had a different coach every season, I don't know how they do it because I no, I don't do well with change. No, and it's mm-hmm. and it's it's so much change all the time like most coach or most GMs, you got to think like they hire two coaches, they fire them both. They're probably the next one. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Like if anything, you're showing ownership that you're putting you're faith incompetent. In guys. <laughs> yeah. You're putting a lot of faith in these guys. And then you're realizing that you're making a mistake. Right. Uh, and you have to let them go. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I know there's uh, there's not many names left. There's some names left to possibly work out some extensions with, but in the free agent market, I don't know what more uh, we talked about it a little bit on our show about, um, you know, maybe bringing in some other name free agents on the blue line that are still available, maybe some depth uh, in the bottom six to just kind of fill that out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact of the matter is, if you're, if you're going to want to get, you know, a one C or another scoring winner, you're going to have to, you're going to have to be in the trading market for that. So uh, I don't know if the flames have the assets to go out and do that right now. I think they're probably just going to try to keep it uh, status quo or, or, or sign a couple free agents in the, in the free agent market. But yeah, it's going to be really telling in a nutshell. And, and I like to ramble. You'll, you'll come to realize this pretty quick. <laughs> I love to ramble. Um, yeah. It's going to, we're going to notice pretty quick here. What, uh, 
what's going to come uh, come of Bradshaw living this coming season. Absolutely. And I, I'm partially curious to see if the, I don't want to say it's a delay in the extension because like, for all we know, Johnny could say, no, I'm done. You know, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think that's the case by any means, but you know, maybe he's considering his options and he's talking with his camp and saying, Hey, like call someone back East, like the narrative that's been going on for years. Go, I want to go home. I want, you know, I want to, I don't want to play in Calgary anymore. I want to win. I want to go to a contender, all that basic stuff like that, you know, the generic stuff that we hear around every big star who has the potential to hit the market. Tree living get fi- get fired if he can't get this extension done before the off or before, let's say middle of the season, before the all-star break. That's a good question. I don't think he gets fired if the extension doesn't get done. I think he gets fired if the Flames miss the playoffs. Oh, and okay. Goudreau's extension could be a part of that, right? Like, if yeah. I'm Johnny Goudreau, I love the guy, and I love that he maybe wants to stay here and sign an extension. But if I'm Johnny Goudreau, this team is m- perpetually mediocre. They're literally, yeah. like, just middle of the road overall. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it's tiring as a hockey fan. Like it's there's no direction. And if I'm Johnny Gaudreau, I'm going somewhere else. So I love the guy that he even wants to stay because if I'm a free agent and and if I'm in his position, I don't want to stay. No, I'm gonna pull a Dougie Hamilton and I'll do all the fan service <laughs> mouth work you want me to do. And then as soon as somebody offers me a fat contract, I don't care if you suck. I'm going. Yeah. Get me out. Um, yeah. I just I don't want to think about the flames without Johnny. <laughs> I know it's, I pretty much only know the flames with Johnny, like being from Eastern Canada mm-hmm. and, you know, prior to moving to Calgary, they don't get a whole lot of coverage in the East. So um, I pretty much only know the flames with Gaudreau. And uh, I got to say, I think his, I think his extension is contingent on a few things. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I got to say, I, and as much as we hate talking about this and this narrative is kind of getting beat to death, I truly think that Eichel it, it might be uh, like if the Flames get Eichel, I'll bet you the Gaudreau extension is like right then and thereafter. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. it's probably like like it's just signed on the dotted line at that point. Um, yeah. But like James said, like it's it's contingent on the fact that like show me why I should stay here, yeah. right? Like this guy can earn all the money in the world wherever else wherever else he wants yeah. to go, right? He's he's a proven like top 10 winger in this league it's no question um you know he's going to get paid whether or not the flames are going to be the ones to pay him is a bit of a different story Mm -hmm. um so he can get his payday wherever he wants he's got his pick of the litter at this point um and any team would love to have him right any team who wouldn't want a player like Gaudreau? And I'll tell you right now, if the Flames don't step it up and 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 show John why he should stay here, then he's gonna go. And it's not what the not what Flame fans want to hear, right. because you know he talks about how much he loves the city and how much he wants to be here. I'm sure he does, and I'm sure he loves this city. But you know what else would sound wicked? Playing hockey in New York right now, yeah. right? You know what would sound great? Playing hockey in Boston. Playing hockey mm-hmm. like Florida, in, in like Florida, right? Ugh. 
somewhere where they've already built something and you might be the missing piece. Right. Uh, mm. And t- I mean, talk about Florida. Like, who doesn't want to play team. professional hockey and live, in, yep. and live in Southern Florida? Yep. Sounds right. like a dream. And the team me. is the team is like the team is a serious contender. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, but that's just the fact of the matter. I think for Gaudreau is it's it's going to come down to a few things, and whether or not the dominoes fall and and Trey can do what he can do to prove to this guy that he should stick around, that's mm-hmm. yet to be seen. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what comes of the Gaudreau saga here in Calgary. And I think what's interesting is you know. The fact that you kind of have to court Gaudreau after all of these years that he's been with the team. If this team had any sort of mild success, a taste of it, I don't think it would be this difficult to, to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sad. Because, <laughs> I mean, his, his yeah. rookie year, you beat the Vancouver Canucks in the playoffs. You were the underdog. No one expected that to happen. It was this big high, and then nothing's happened since and it's been mediocrity and we haven't won a playoff series since it's just it's disappointing you could always be the leafs though it's true at least we have a series win in the past it's a bad that's a that's a that story stinks i'd hate to be a leafs fan yeah even though they have like some of the best players yeah, it means nothing. It, it they have it a lot of expensive nothing. players are going to be screwed here pretty soon. Yeah, seriously. To, yeah, I don't know, but that's that we don't talk about them. I, I've had enough leaf talk <laughs> living in the east for <laughs> 19 years. So oh, god, <laughs> having that shoved down my throat. I think, I think I'm liking uh, Western Canada a lot more for the there fact that uh, <laughs> there's not as much leaf crap going on here. <laughs> That's like one of the things that I noticed is how quiet the Canadian or like the Western Canada market is compared Mm -hmm. to like Eastern Canada. Like, yeah, I get it. You know, you don't really have obviously the Leafs, but there are so many stories that you could do surrounding the Oilers, the Canucks. (laughs) <laughs> the flames there we go <laughs> even the jets like if you wanted to mm-hmm. but i don't know it's just it's it's weird to me well, but i, I also just didn't you didn't you know did you not know that if you ask anyone in toronto it's the hockey mecca of the world so you know they like everything hockey related has to be toronto based so, so <laughs> our mistake for being you know in western canada and yeah i'm so sorry that teams out here that the geography just didn't pan out that way, you guys. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. We'll see who wins a cup first. And then we'll talk about a story. Or like not even a cup. I mean like a playoff round. We can, <laughs> we can start small. We there we go. Yeah, baby so, steps. Baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll build from there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. And I'm just... Thank you all so much for tuning in to part one of this amazing crossover episode and part two will be up as soon as possible so you're definitely going to want to subscribe to the show and make sure that you never miss an episode and it should be up tuesday uh might be up later today but it all depends on my moving situation and when my wi-fi is getting turned off but thank you all so much and i will chat with y'all in the next episode Bye bye